As parents, we have a million questions, big and small, right? We have, what the heck am I going to cook for dinner tonight? How can I stop my son from throwing matchbox cars at my daughter? How am I going to get through the day, right? How are they going to live when they grow up? Like, how can this small child possibly move on out into the world as a fully functioning adult? I mean, these are questions we all have. And I'm really excited because I made something for you guys. I made you a present. And it's going to help answer a lot of these questions for you. It's going to help you find your answers to a lot of these questions. And to get it, all you have to do is go to weturnedoutok.com and scroll down a little bit on the front page to the button regarding the nine and a half key resources for old school parents. These resources are my favorite. They're the best and brightest things that that have helped me through my parenting crises. And not only that, but some of them weren't even around when my kids were small. And so you even have it better than me. (laughs) Uh, They include websites and books and and fun stuff that will make you laugh out loud and stuff that'll make you go, wow, I never thought of that. And just all the resources that you could possibly want to be a happier, less worried, more fun, parent. So head on over there right now and get them. The nine and a half key resources for old school parents, you can get them at weturnedoutokay.com. Thanks and enjoy. Come on, guys. We Turned Out Okay, the modern parent's guide to old school parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Welcome, everybody, to episode 27. Today, we have, I'm so excited, a returning champion who. Uh, uh, an amazing mom and journalist, uh, works for Bay State Parent, the magazine. And we're here to talk today about her recent RV trip and so much else. I can't wait. We're going to make, we're going to cram it all into 25 minutes for you guys. Um, please, please welcome Heather Kemsky. Hey, thanks for having me back, Karen. Oh, Happy I'm to be here. So, I'm so glad. I'm so excited. And I also feel so bad because like you're here again because I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I had an editor once when I was first writing and the computer that I was working on, which probably was one of those huge like, first edition apples, um, crashed and I lost a story. And she said, a story always comes out better the second time. Oh, that's And I can't tell you how many times I've repeated that to myself through the years. What a great way to think. So here's about it. to a second time. A second time. I love it. So listeners, uh, back in episode, I think it might have been 20... 20- one nineteen twenty twenty one. It was the summer finale, and Heather. We did a two parter with Heather. The first part was where was she going on vacation and what was she doing, and the second part was supposed to be the return. You know, the post mortem. It's all over. How did it go? What did you learn? That kind of a thing. And we recorded a beautiful episode for the postmortem for the second half and I lost it. I was looking for crickets and or Katie not Katie cicadas. I was looking for cicadas and I I lost it. It was the, it was so traumatic to me. So I love the idea of the second one being better. Yes. So 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 let's get right into that. So your vacation, you're on vacation, you're in this RV and you are finding yourself like for instance being able to 
drive home the eight hours in what feels like no time at all because you were where and how were you dressed? <laughs> hate to admit it, but I was as comfy as you would be in your home, in your pajamas, in a bed, occasionally waking up long enough to read a little bit and then going back to bed. <sighs> uh, minus the, the wonderful bumps that um, we encountered through New Jersey and New York. Uh -huh. It was a very restful ride home. And this is because, so you were in, you you guys rented an RV, you and your, your husband and two children, rented an RV, had never done this before, like a Winnebago kind of RV, and, and just went and tried it. Yeah, and, we wanted to, an adventure this summer. We always crave adventure over the summer. Uh, yeah. Get out of the ordinary and try something we've never done before. And my husband did grow up going on RV trips, but more local. You know, they headed to New Hampshire to the mountains and never did anything more extended than that. And uh, I dreamed up a great idea. I thought, let's let's do this for two weeks and see how far down the south coast we can go, which ended up being the Outer Banks, mm -hmm. which is gorgeous. And we had never done it before. So I, did, I really didn't know what to expect. I wouldn't call myself a camper unless you can say you're a camper if you do it once a year for two nights. <laughs> um, so in some aspects, I'm a camper. Uh, but this was entirely new to us. Mm -hmm. And it was on the way home while I was nestled in a comfy bed that I thought, this this is something that I uh, I might do again. Wow. And did that, so nestled in the comfy bed, I remember one of the things we talked about before you left was you had a concern about getting your alone time. And I remember sharing, I feel like I shared it on, on air. My friend has a saying and the saying is, my alone time is for your safety. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so true. did you get your alone time? And if so, was it was it in a situation like that where you're you're just cozied up in your pajamas and you're reading, you're doing your thing? Or did you find it in other ways? Alone time to me equals away from other people. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't it didn't really count when I was snuggled in my bed because my kids were about ten feet away from me at all times. Uh-huh. Um I will say I didn't need as much alone time because we were it was kind of a relaxed atmosphere and I didn't feel like I was you know, chronically in chaos mode. Um, so I don't feel like I craved it as much, but I snuck it in. I'm an early riser. So mm -hmm. I often would climb out of the RV as quietly as one can. And then, and then I would um, take my bike out and go for a ride wow. and um, just enjoy kind of some alone time in the morning. That sounds good. That is good alone time. And so there's two other other things I wanted to ask about specifically pertaining to your trip. And the one is the myth that we need Wi-Fi and specifically kids and connection, kids and constant connectivity. Can you talk about that a little bit and what that was like on your trip? Yeah, never before had it been so apparent about our addiction to connection online. And by Wi-Fi, you know, I'm talking about my kids being able to text their friends, being mm -hmm. able to watch videos, be able to connect somehow. And every time we pulled up to a campsite, the number one question on their lips was, "Can you know, is there Wi-Fi and does it work and how fast is it? Mm -hmm. And um, I think I always knew, like most parents know, how much these kids have come to rely on it. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely apparent when we'd pull up to this place that had, you know, a water park and golf courses and bike trails and my kids would be inside the RV trying to connect to Wi-Fi. Oh, oh yeah. uh, <laughs> so um, it gave us a great uh, chance to disconnect, not voluntarily, but because we had to, yeah. because Wi-Fi was shoddy. I think there was one campground where if you sat 
at a 90 degree angle on the front deck of, you know, the general store, Mm -hmm. you know, you might be able to get a decent connection. So um, it was, it was an important lesson and it was, it showed them that you can survive without it, that um, you will come back to your life and to your friends and everything will be okay. Despite the fact that you weren't able to answer their multiple texts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and the other idea that you brought up that I just loved is this idea that if, if, uh, is a person a real friend, if they're like, well, I can't get in touch with you, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, yes, I did bring that up. And that's another thing I said to my kids, your friends will be there when you get back, uh, especially your true ones. And I know that's tough to say to a 12 and 10 year old, but you know, even myself, I'm very connected in my town. I'm very connected to my friends. And there's something wonderful about being 42 years old and feeling secure in those relationships and I don't think that um, it's impossible for children to have those type of relationships, too, where there's, you know, n- I would not expect my kids to say, well, I didn't hear from my friend for a few weeks, so that's over. You know, exactly. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Friend- friendships should be stronger than that. And um, those are the friends you want to maintain. And I do believe they exist. And mm-hmm. I prove that to my kids because they came back and they were just as loved and they were missed. And sure, there was probably some catch up time, but that kind of makes the friendship kind of exciting, too. Exactly. It does. It really like when I think about coming home from camp as a kid, you know, summer camp, like so you'd spend two weeks away and you'd come home and everybody would be like, what did you do? Like in and it was it was a great vibe. It was so much fun to return home. You know, we kind of miss that if we never leave, if we're always, always plugged in. You know, some of my biggest you know, and I don't have a lot of regrets, Karen. I didn't do anything terribly wrong in my life. But <laughs> one of the things that, that I was held back and I talked to my kids about is in college, I had an opportunity to study abroad. And it came right down to, do I leave my friends for a semester and study abroad or do I stay here so I don't miss anything? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and when you're 20 years old or whatever, you don't always make the best decisions. But yeah. I had wished that I had done that because it would have all been okay. Huh? Huh? You know, can I tell you something funny? <laughs> What's that? I studied abroad in Italy because I wanted to follow a boy there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's why I did that. And I had, I had a great trip regardless of the – I mean, we, we you know, we, we were still boyfriend and girlfriend even though I was in Florence and he was in Naples for, for like a semester or whatever. And we both knew that it was going to be done at the end of that. I mean, like there was no – he was British. He's from England. And oh, wow. there was no way that that could happen and, it, you know, kind of keep happening. But it was a, it was a really fun year. It was like a nice year. Um you never regret taking those opportunities to travel because as you get older, you know, they become more family centered, which I'm enjoying right now. This mm-hmm. is the time in our lives that that's what it's about. But I never regretted traveling prior to having kids. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually, well, I, I, oh, I'm, I've got an echo, a little echo. You okay? Can you hear that? Or are you, you still there? I'm fine. Okay, good. All right. So it's gone now anyway. But I wanted to share that I, um, I competed last night in a story slam, like a competition, basically, where you uh, you get up, you tell a you know, you tell a fi- it has to be five minutes or under, it has to be no notes, no props. You just get up and tell your story. And my story was actually about something that happened while I was traveling on that trip. It was about this. I made it all the way through Italy without getting like pinched or grabbed or rubbed up against in any way which wow. is which that's saying something as a 21 year old north american female like that's that's you know that was saying something in italy i didn't we we were you know constantly kind of harassed people would the guys would come up to us like and they'd you know ask us to marry them in the street and it was just it was crazy but when i got my first day in salzburg austria i got <laughs> 
my butt grabbed so hard. Oh and God. and I turned around and I beat the guy up with this. I happened to be carrying a bag of oranges and I just I was whacking the guy That's with like my bag of oranges. Weapon. It was. It was so perfect. He we scared the I scared the crap out of him and his little friends who they thought this was going to be pretty fun, you know, to go around intimidating young women and oh man, it was it was it was what great. What a perfect story. Yeah. And so I tell my story and I win the I won it. I won the competition last night. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> that is incredible. Where was it? It was at this place called Trident Booksellers in um, Boston. It was right on Newberry Street in Boston. Wow, so and, you had some stiff competition. Well, I did. There were there were ten eligible spots. So what you do is you put your name in a hat. They pull out the the name. You know, they pull out your if they happen to pull your name out of the hat, you get to tell a story that night, basically. And um, there were several stories that I was like, "Ooh, wow, that's a really good story. Like, I appreciated the stories very, very much. But at the same time, I was like, oh, that could beat my story. <laughs> like, I'm so I don't even I, I guess I just have a kind of a competitive streak, you know. And um, so when I won it, I'd never even been to one of these events. I, I love the Moth Radio Hour and I listened to that. And yes. um, and this was this made me feel it was very similar. And uh, I felt like I could do five minutes. I could be up there for five minutes. And um, and so what happens now is there's uh, there's going to be like this was the very first night out of I think seven or eight nights in this venue and seven or eight nights in another venue and then at the end of the season so like next April there will be I get to be in a uh, like a semifinal that that includes everybody who's won the wow. last you know the last all these story slams and this is the other thing that I think is really cool. So I did this because I want to become a better public speaker. And I basically thought, here's a supportive way. I'm not going to get up and, and do, you know, an open mic at a comedian's, at a comedy club or something never like that. Never say never, Karen. Well, that's true. At this moment in my life, I'm not I'm not comfortable with that. Just because I feel like I wanted a supportive environment for my first time. And it was very, very supportive. There's no, like... It, it's judged, but it's not like, wow, that sucked or something, you know? Nobody's right, pointing right. and laughing at you or heckling or whatever. And... um. And I, I, I love that I won. I, I'm totally blown away by it. But I also feel like what I want to do now is not stop. Like, I don't know enough about this yet. I want to keep going with it. So you, as the winner of one, you get to go and be what's called the sacrificial storyteller, uh, uh, kind of the warm-up act for, uh, for future ones. So, like, oh. I can go in. This, this particular night was called First Day, and it was all stories about somebody's first day or first time doing something kind of a thing. And... um future ones are are all different and i just i'm so excited cuz i'll get to do that as well you know and and at the at the semifinal i will tell this story again everybody tells their original story so um yeah so i'm i'm really really excited about it i feel like it's i don't know super fun and and totally out of the realm of anything i've ever done before and and that brings me to a, another thing that I wanted to ask you about the last thing i wanted to ask you about regarding your vacation total subject shift again but <laughs> You spent a lot of time talking about, in fact, your quote was, I love the new, like, and I just love that idea. You talked to us so much about living in the moment and because I was asking you, do you think you'll do this again? And, and if you remember, your answer kind of was like, well, we might, but, but what else is there to do in the world, right? Yes. I, I realized on this trip that I am a lover of first times and when it comes to travel. I think there are so many adventures to be had that, and there's nothing that ever matches the first time. Even when, you know, the first time taking the kids to Disney, the first time taking the kids to Europe, the first time RVing, 
those those are the the best and i just i want to continue to do those because my time especially with the kids being in a place where they're young enough to still enjoy our company Mm-hmm. And old enough to really be independent and perhaps remember all of this is such a short Super window. Special, yeah. It's yeah. such a short window, and they don't have to be extravagant. I know, you know. I feel very blessed that we're able to, you know, take longer trips. And but we we do it within a budget. We, uh, you know, when we did our trip to Europe, we did a house swap, so we didn't have to pay for lodging. You know, we, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for creative ways to finance such trips. But uh, yeah, I always wanted. I wanted. I want to try something new next time. I've already, you know, RV check. <laughs> do it again next? when Kevin and I are retired and the kids are older and him and I can go and yeah, it'll and be a new really and different hit experience. Some spots we really want to see that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, so cool. I love it. I love it. Love it. And in the September October, well, in the September issue of Bay State Parent, I feel like I read somewhere in there that you and your daughter are doing something interesting this this fall can you talk about that a little bit yes my daughter and I are participating in a program at the Hockamock area YMCA Mm -hmm. Um, they have a one of their uh, places are in Franklin and it's a 12-week program it's called PAC which stands for promoting achievable change Mm -hmm. and in it is included a 12-week free membership to the Y and each week there's an hour meeting where we talk about you know it's all parent-child um, pairs, and we talk about nutrition and exercise. And I'm blogging about that experience, um, and I'm, I called it Mom and Daughter Shape Up. Oh, it's at baystatparent.com. And it's about, you know, you know, a lot of it that stirred this within me is just, it's incredibly, I guess, saddening that body image becomes such an issue for, for young girls very early. And, you know, my daughter's 10 and is already, you know, feeling that she just doesn't love everything about her body. So guess what? That happens and it stays with us through most of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to talk to her just about or educate her on being healthy and feeling strong and that bodies come in all different shapes and sizes. And I, it occurred to me that wouldn't it be great to do that with her? And just one phone call later to the um, health initiative director over at the Y said, we've got something We've got something already here wow, for you. So we're awesome. enjoying it today. Actually, just before this call, my daughter and I spent an hour, um, a half an hour at the gym doing some cardio equipment. Cool. And uh, yeah, we're really loving the experience. And oh. it's opening my eyes to a lot of things, too. I, I can't. I, I'm going to have to have you back again because I feel like at the end of 12 weeks, right? Did you say 12 weeks? Yes. So a lot of change happens over time. Like I, I noticed this with skiing. I, I mean... I've been a really good skier for a really long time. I'm not like an Olympic skier or something like that, but I, I can shred up a hill. I have such a good time with it. But getting a little guy to ski was very different. And um, one of the things that's really helped is is we do an eight-week program at Mount Wachusett every every winter. And the first winter, the cons- being able to go back every Friday for a, a long series made such a difference it's not like when you go skiing on february vacation and you have five days and you cram it all in and then you don't do it again until the next february vacation you know and it's it's the change was so like gradual but then by the end of it you're like wow there has been so much growth it's it's amazing that's a really good comparison karen it's exactly i think you know the idea behind this 12-week program too and there's goal setting too so last week her and i sat down and we had to make collective goals on the physical front and on the nutrition front so the physical one was we're going to get back here at the y three times this week or do some sort of exercise together three times mm-hmm. 
and then we're we're going to substitute what you know what we call a snack with a piece of fruit. Now, granted, you know most people already do a lot of people already do that, but that that fell under for us an achievable, measurable, realistic goal, yeah. and that's what they keep pounding in our heads about. You know, don't don't say I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to run a marathon, but in 12 weeks. Yeah. Well, probably not. So yeah, you will probably you'll end up giving up instead of running a marathon. But if you and I did participate in a 5K run this past Saturday, good and, for you. You know, we walk and we walked and we ran. But what what a feeling it was for her to you know be holding my hand and my husband's hand as we crossed the finish line. Oh, and uh, that's so. It wonderful. was incredibly powerful and motivating for oh, all of us. I've got goosebumps. That does. It just sounds so affirming you know like you're you're really doing something and you're doing it together and that's when they need you the most I think it is you know and I will tell you Karen the one struggle I've had is I love exercise it's for it's almost equal to alone time for me Mm -hmm. I need I need to exercise and I need to be alone and I need those two actually can operate at the same time yeah that's exactly how I feel (laughs) but I cannot you know I've such limited time that instead of coming home from work today and going on a bike ride I went to the Y with my daughter Yeah, and it wasn't the, you know, maybe it wasn't the workout I would have loved to do, but guess what? Like it was with her. Yeah. And that's my motivation right now is to really involve her in that part of my life. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, our time is, is pretty close to being done. And um, I just, I wanted to ask you like, so this episode is going to air at the very end of September, beginning of October. And I'm wondering if you are working on anything that's coming up in the October Bay State Parent that you can share with us. Um, well, you know what's funny? Today we spent most of our day talking about our holiday gift guide. So we're, oh, get out. <laughs> we're always a few months ahead. Oh, man. But October is our special needs issue. And we're really excited about it because we have some really gifted freelancers, um, some moms of children that have special needs um, that really can dig and find information and resources for families and we're really excited about our cover that features a young boy with down syndrome who is a big Bruins fan and he may be recognized by a lot of people who pick up the publication yeah um so we're really you know there's there's a lot um and then I'm doing a feature I'm really excited about we have a take eight feature in the back of the publication yeah I've read it yeah we do, you know, we ask somebody, a local celebrity or someone who has a cool story, eight questions, and I'm actually interviewing a gentleman who does ghost tours up in Salem. That was our little, little love towards Halloween. Yeah, like our and just, fall nod. You know, having some fun. So we, as usual, we cover the gamut, but um, we're really excited about, about this issue for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, great. And that's, that is all at baystateparent.com, right? Correct. Yeah. And I want to um, invite your listeners too, because I know so many families. We um, we also have just published um, an online guide that's totally free and it's downloadable, but it is jam-packed for after-school activity options for your kids. Oh, awesome. Uh, so it's called Bay State's Extraordinary Extracurricular Guide. But it is something you can download, you know, especially if you've got children that want to try different things. Um, it's a great resource to have for activities in around our area. I will link to that in the show notes. I'll link to Bay State Parent itself, and then I will also link to, please say it again. (laughs) It is a Bay State Parent's Extraordinary Extracurricular Guide, but it's it's right on our homepage when you go to baystateparent.com. You'll see a a picture of it, and you can click on it and download it. Uh, Well, Heather Kemsky, I'm so glad we got to have you back on the show today. 
It's always so much fun talking to you, Karen. Yeah, I I love it. I feel like one of my favorite things about podcasting is just connecting. And we already did have a connection, but I've gotten to reconnect with you. And that's just been so, so much fun. It's been a good gift for sure. It really has. And everybody, thanks for listening today. I so appreciate that you keep coming back that uh, or if this is your first time that you're here, and I hope you do keep coming back. Um, It's just wonderful. I, I feel like the podcast is is taken off. It's it's so so much fun. And I really, really appreciate that. As Michael O'Neill of the Solopreneur Hour says that I have you no, that you have me in your earballs today. <laughs> and I also want to say a special thanks to the man who loves back roads, byways and no Wi Fi as much as I do, which is a lot. The 18 time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want to date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Derp, 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 derp,